Artificial intelligence has become one of the key buzzwords in the industry as we look to expand the capabilities of our embedded systems to operating with greater autonomy. What has traditionally been the technology of science fiction or relegated to only the systems with the highest level of processing capability is now a reality in even our lowest cost systems. How do we as embedded engineers look to design this new technology into the next generation of our products? I think some of my earliest memories and wanting to get into the technology field and, and study engineering really stem from, you know, the fantasies and movies that I watched as a kid of seeing intelligent robots and system permeate the entire world around us. The idea of being able to create something someday that was intelligent and, and could see the environment that it was in and react to that environment was a really exciting possibility for me. But honestly, I think for years was something I wasn't sure I'd really see in my lifetime. But certainly we've seen advances in machine learning over the last couple of years take leaps and bounds forward to where even our lowest cost and lowest power consumption systems can utilize this technology in some incredible and amazing ways. But the question I often get when I'm talking with other engineers, particularly hardware engineers, is, is it really feasible for me to take something that really is very software intensive or is seen as very, very software intensive and put it into an embedded system for me as a hardware engineer who maybe isn't the greatest when it comes to everything software? And I think the reality of that is yes. Today, that is very, very possible for us as hardware engineers, and it's something that I'm seeing more and more in many, many different designs and applications. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Marcus Mayer, uh, who's the uh, product marketing manager of MCUs and MPUs at ST Micro, and is someone that's spent a tremendous amount of time with this emerging technology. Marcus, thanks so much for joining me on The Current today. Thanks, Todd, for having me. It's great to have you here and, and really appreciate the conversation. You know, this is obviously a really new area of embedded design. So let's kind of lay a foundation for our audience before we continue in the conversation. You know, we as engineers have seen sophisticated systems uh, able to collect a lot of data. We've seen sensor fusion over the last decade or more, um, using larger sensor arrays and, and be able to interpret the data from those sensor arrays and react to those. What's the difference between that that we've traditionally seen uh, and taking a system today that's actually using machine learning? What do you kind of can see as the, the differentiating feature of that? Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons is that we now have much more efficient processing uh, uh, and capabilities on microcontrollers, uh, which allows us to implement processing mm -hmm. directly at the edge. Before, in the past, we could only employ right. simple algorithms at the edge and or I had to send the data to another system or the cloud for more complex processing. Also, there has been a development over the last years to make machine learning algorithms much more efficient. This means that now we can run the powerful algorithms close to the sensors and can learn and adapt to the changing environments over time. Yeah, and I think it's incredibly exciting. And we're seeing the hardware able to do that, where, you you know, even in lower end microcontrollers, you're adding things like, you know, neural network processing and, and capabilities like that, where it's got a hardware component able to handle that neural net even better than it has in the past, which is really, really exciting. Uh, so I've seen a tremendous amount of great, you know, traditional applications wanting to integrate AIML in the future products. Are there any applications you're seeing uh, that are starting to integrate AI and ML into them that, that you find particularly exciting? 
Yeah, we, we're seeing a lot of new applications uh, which can be addressed with uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning to improve the performance or to make some of the applications even possible. One example is uh, predictive maintenance. For, for example, you take one or several sensor inputs like current sensors, vibration sensors, and monitor system, for example, a mortar in an HVAC unit. Then your system can detect if any of the parameters change and then decide if some parts of the system will be failing soon, which means then the no, no, uh, user can be notified uh, in advance to service the system. This helps a lot to save cost and reduce the customer frustration. Then also there's another area of interest we are seeing really booming, which is computer vision. For example, maybe some of you have uh, security cameras uh, uh, at home and then they tell you, oh, this is a cat, this is a, a, a human, and this is all capabilities which can be added thanks to AI capabilities directly at the edge. So then that means that your alarm system is only triggered if it detects that there is really a threat and not just your cat, uh, your neighbor's cat walking through your driveway. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. And, 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 you know, one of the things that we worked with ST on at Future Electronics is developing our Companio board, uh, which took the STM32L4 microcontroller and one of the Nucleo boards, and, and we add a ton of sensors onto that uh, to be able to do that predictive maintenance type of application. Um, and it's something that, that we've done. And we've also shown that, to your point, on, on smart vision um, and, and machine vision, we've taken just a thermal camera and being able to, to play, uh, you know, rock, paper, scissors, uh, just using a thermal camera against the system. So it, it's amazing how easy you can do that, even on a fairly low-end microcontroller uh, with low cost and, 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 uh, and really have a lot of capabilities, which is really, really exciting. We've certainly seen, you know, as we've developed those systems, um, it, we've seen ST and a lot of your peers investing in tools to make machine learning easier to design uh, for your customer engineers in their hardware platforms. ST has NanoEdge that you've developed for this. Can you talk to me a little bit about that environment and how an engineer uses that in their designs? Yeah, so uh, NanoEdge AI Studio is a great tool to create uh, uh, machine learning implementations without a deep knowledge uh, in AI or data science. It allows you to efficient, uh, for efficient implementations of uh, ML at the edge. And you have even the ability, the ability to learn directly on the microcontroller, not a gateway or the cloud. So it's, you're completely, uh, completely autonomous. You don't need a cloud connection or internet connection. With NanoEdge AI Studio, you qualify your problem with very simple steps. You specify the data inputs, define how much RAM and flash you wish uh, to allocate to your uh, machine learning pipeline, and then NanoEdge AI will allow you to find the best solution within that footprint. It checks a wide range of uh, predefined and optimized algorithms, and it will provide the information uh, about performance and accuracy. Then the user can select uh, and test the best algorithm for the problem. This approach even allows you to have uh, learning directly on the chip. Yeah, it's, it's incredible to use. It's, you know, the environment makes things so very easy. 
Um, you know, when we're doing kinds of applications to detect, to detect certain vibration patterns, the, the, just the programming, once you have the data, you can take your system, um, you know, detect a tap and just tap it over and over again, go into the studio um, and, and just being able to, to mark, okay, that's a tap, that's a tap, that's a tap, and see the system get more and more intelligent. Uh, and then I think the, the most impressive thing to me was thinking, okay, well, that's going to take a lot of memory in my microcontroller to be able to program all that in there. The footprint, uh, the, the memory footprint that's required uh, just to have a, something trained for a couple of different sensors for a lot of different cases, it remains pretty small in a lot of cases, just a, a few kilobytes um, in, in some cases, which really, really is impressive. Um, and so I think that that's an amazing tool that makes things very easy for engineers. But I've also had kind of the flip side of the coin where I've talked with engineers who are, you know, PhD level engineers from MIT and other great, great institutions. They understand the, the, the software side. Um, they understand how to actually write the neural net. They understand all of that very well. It's been more in the data collection side where they've had a lot more questions. Um, once they've got the data, they're good to go. They can create very sophisticated, um, you know, system reactions and system understanding once the data is collected. But I, I've had more and more engineers asking me, you know, Todd, how can I just release my system into the field and have it already starting to interpret, interpret what it is doing um, and be able to be a little bit more intelligent without being trained in the lab for all of the different possibilities. Is that something you're seeing as a possibility? Is there something that you're seeing customers do a really great job of in the process of actually being able to collect the data um, without having to have the, the unit entirely trained? Yeah. No, no, this is, this is a great question. And I think this is uh, one of the specialties of Nano HAI. And, and we have several uh, YouTube videos uh, to cover this, but uh, to cover it in, in a few sentences is uh, you need to kind of understand what the use cases are you, you want to cover. And then uh, I think what you want to do is you can in the lab uh, collect the data in as many diverse environments as possible. There's no need for, for large data sets, but you want to make sure that, uh, that uh, the, the data is uh, as, as clean uh, as possible and you don't have many uh, uh, noise or, or stuff like that. So there's no need uh, for large data sets. And then your first project, uh, you will at least uh, to have a couple of rounds of data collection, which doesn't need to be in the lab, which can be directly in, in the environment. But uh, you need those steps to go through to see how the system reacts and, and what the data does. And then uh, usually also you forget something and, and uh, you realize it while you're testing, especially at the beginning, you will go through several iterations. And then, but in, in general, Nano HAI takes the complexity out of building and fitting the algorithms uh, into the smallest MCU because based then on the data, you directly then uh, basically select uh, the, the best algorithm. And, uh, and I think the, the most complex task is really to understand your use case uh, and, and how, how you tackle it. That's, I think, uh, the most complex case. But because the, the whole creating of the model and learning is, uh, is uh, taken care of by Nano AGI Studio. Right, right. And, and I think, you know, how that makes it so much easier for engineers is really, really impressive. I know that's what we found as we've gone through our designs is, you know, I think when I first went through some of my initial use cases with the, the tool, I was like, okay, this is going to take a while. And I was amazed at how quickly, um, you know, it was able to, to not only gather that data, 
but allow me to, to program my system to interpret that data and become very adept at, you know, you know, different use cases and being able to detect vibration patterns that weren't, weren't the exact vibration pattern that I'd fed it, uh, but be able to understand that that is, in fact, a device drop, or that is, in fact, a, a bad vibration of a phone manner, uh, uh, excuse me, a bad vibration of a fan uh, that, that, that indicates that there's a bad bearing in it and things along those lines. It really, really is exciting. Um, what else, you know, again, you know, there are, there are many different, um, you know, companies right now that are trying to make sure that they've got the best ecosystem when it comes to AI, ML, and embedded systems. What do you think differentiates ST in your full solution for machine learning uh, it, with, between the development environment, between the hardware, where do you think ST fits best? So I think uh, one of the advantages of ST is that we started very on to invest in uh, Edge AI. We introduced the SM32Q AI, which is an AI conversion tool uh, for like standard neural networks, uh, such as TensorFlow or Keras. For general purpose, uh, SM32 is over five years ago in 2018. And benchmarks show, I mean, we've improved right. this tool over time. Uh, and benchmarks show that it is one of the most efficient solutions on the market. And then since then, we created a comprehensive uh, ecosystem with many examples and reference designs. And also, we acquired Cartesium to supplement our offering with the Nano AGI Studio, which is an easy-to-use solution for people without AI and machine learning knowledge. Then, in addition to all that, we also announced that we will have uh, new future STM32s mm -hmm. with dedicated AI uh, hardware accelerator, which will allow us to address uh, applications which required much more expensive and power-hungry solutions in the past. So I believe ST has one of the most comprehensive offerings for edge AI and machine learning in the market. Yeah, it definitely is impressive. And, and I, I think something that, that every engineer should give a shot um, and, and really see how it can be utilized in your upcoming designs because it, it is impressive. And it, 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 you'll be surprised, I think, at the learning curve and that it's not nearly as bad as you might expect the first time that you use it, which is uh, which honestly makes it a lot of fun um, on top of being very, very capable. Marcus, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to discuss machine learning and, and ST solution for that today on The Current. Really, really appreciate it. And, and I'm incredibly excited about the potential of where this technology is going to go over the next couple of years and certainly over the next decade um, where we're going to see it pop up. Thanks also to our viewers for joining us today uh, at, at Future Electronics and The Current. If you have any questions about your AI or ML applications or any embedded design that you might be working on, uh, we would love to sit down and talk with you. Please feel free to reach out to us at um, Shaping the Future, again, Shaping the Future, one word, at futureelectronics.com. Uh, we would be happy to, to take your questions, um, get you in touch with experts like Marcus or, or other suppliers of ours or our own engineers to sit down and assist you in any way that we can with your design. Thanks again so much for joining us on The Current, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you, Todd.